Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Haggai Davis III, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Here on our show, we like to talk about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Without geek speak or a bunch of acronyms, we just want to talk about technology that's important to us and important to you. We also want to thank Cardinal Capital. To business owners and CEOs, hopefully you have a good relationship with your lender. Even if you do, sometimes you face other challenges, such as a need to consolidate debt, a want to level out your cash flow, or a desire to buy new equipment because you're in growth mode. If this describes you, give Cardinal Capital a call, whatever your need or challenge. They have over 4,000 lenders where they source commercial capital for business clients. Chris, Gary, and Rob at Cardinal Capital have a passion for business, and they want you to succeed. When you meet with Cardinal Capital, they get to know you and your business, so they can present your needs to lending institution that will best fit your unique situation. In short, they go after money for your business. They translate your business into what's important for lenders, and they are good at it. Depending upon what the deal is, no matter how complicated or straightforward, they will help maximize your profitability while setting your business up for success. They find the best solution for your situation, all while being fun and easy to deal with. For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net. You can also call them 225-308-3700 or email them info at cardinalcap.net. So, Mr. Davis, how about we have us a big old help in a tech gumbo today? Oh, there is a lot in this one. There is some meat floating around in this bowl of tech gumbo, that's for sure. We've mentioned in the last few weeks on the show, ChatGPT, and probably going to go pretty heavy for the next 20 minutes on ChatGPT because it's really becoming an important story. This is, for those of you who didn't catch up, it is a chatbot created by the company OpenAI, but it is so much more than that. It is so much more powerful than just a, a chatbot that you might think of. The things that it's capable of, the things that it can do. We've been talking about it for about a month now. We've been a little bit nervous about it for about a month now. And the people who created it at OpenAI think it's worth something. Things worth a pretty penny here. The, the team that created ChatGPT several years back... I think it was 2015, 2016 when they started. They put a valuation of their company at $29 billion. And Microsoft came along and said, you know what? We're kind of interested in plunking a lot of money down. We don't quite agree with your valuation. Microsoft came back and said, instead of $29 billion, how about $21 billion? They had the Shark Tank moment, if you will, where the, the shark said, yeah, let's let's review that that valuation there and tell you what, we'll throw ten billion dollars your way and buy up forty nine percent of your company. Deal? Oh yeah. OpenAI leapt <laughs> within days. The the story from the Wall Street Journal about the twenty nine billion was January fifth. The story from Microsoft buying them. Well, we're recording this on January 11th, so that kind of tells you what kind of time window we're dealing with here. These guys at Microsoft are so excited about, about ChatGPT and the capabilities of what it's going to do. They've already started clamoring and, and talking about how the, the they're going to be putting ChatGPT into the office applications quickly. Oh, absolutely. 
And so to understand a little bit more, the ChatGPT is a sub-branch of the total project. So they have GPT, the first one was 1.0, then 2.0. They released 3.0 somewhere in 2021, I believe. And then ChatGPT is a chat interface for you to interact with the GPT 3.0. And so this money from Microsoft is saying, hey, look, we want access to that 3.0 in the back end, but also we want access to the 4.0 and the 5.0 because each step keeps getting exponentially better, 10 times better, 100 times better. These are already mind-blowing in what they can do. And it's only going to get more and more powerful, especially once you start tailoring it to a business lens. Microsoft initially came out and said, hey, we're going to use this as part of our Bing search engine. And that sent ripple waves through the whole Google enterprise that, oh my God, they, and we talked about that on the show here last couple of weeks about how if you were doing a Bing search and it gave you the specific answer without here's the 300 links, go find your answer. That's a game changer in the whole search engine. Well, because of what ChatGPT can do, where you can have it type out information, if you want to type out a paper, you can just talk to it or have it write out a paper. So when you have ChatGPT part of Word, PowerPoint, Outlook, it's going to now make using the Office applications so much easier. And more powerful because its ability to create documents that if you could sit there and specify, okay, you feed it in, here's my company's format that we use. Here's, we use this font, we use these headings, these colors, these spacings, et cetera. And then here, here's the spreadsheets that are this month's data auto-complete. And it writes your quarterly report for you instead of you taking a full day to do that. It just does it instantly. And, you know, okay, you go back afterwards and you read through it, you make sure everything checks out, but that was a task which took you all day and now is five minutes of just double checking. And all of these things, the potential to really slash jobs because the amount of work that it takes to complete a task is going to shrink in certain areas. And the people who are capable of making use of this, those are the people who are going to be become even more powerful than they currently are. That's real exciting and kind of kind of scary. But there's also some privacy and some accuracy concerns that Microsoft's going to need to overcome. They the tools are really really good and giving unbelievable answers, but not always factually correct. This is the big problem with ChatGPT and anything like ChatGPT is that it doesn't actually have any knowledge. It, it doesn't know anything truthfully. It, it's only really, really, really good at guessing what the next word in the sentence is. And so most of the time, that's good enough. But it also, it sounds very confident and it writes in a way that people who traditionally are correct write in. And so because it kind of subverts a lot of our expectations about what is it, what does someone who is correct look like? A lot of those kind of rules of thumb that you internally have, your intuitions about 
when do I need to double check this a little bit more? Because I don't think that this person actually knows they're talking about. ChatGPT kind of bypasses those. And so that's hard in order for us to be able to be confident in what it's saying. But that's wherever we as humans remember that ultimately this is a tool. And so what you can do is that you have it generate the first run through, create a rough draft, and then you, the human, come back behind it and you review it. As I was mentioning earlier, you know, this is going to be a fantastic tool for generating skeletons, generating outlines, generating medium stage products. And then you come back behind it and then make sure that when it says all the things that it was right and didn't miss some details here and there, or that maybe you add in some more details that it missed. But that's that's the way in which this isn't going to replace everyone. You're going to have to work with this thing, but that's going to be a very tough line to balance. And especially when you've got the chat GPT doing searches, you ask it a question, it goes and it's reading all these websites and all this information. Well, if it's reading information from people who are purposefully posting incorrect data, well, it doesn't know that, that it's incorrect. And so it's going to report back with wrong information. The old phrase garbage in is garbage out. That's one of the problems that they're faced with is, okay, this is really, really good. How do we know how good it is, though? That's wherever you're going to have to build. It'll be part of a, a more perfect tool here. Because if you think about what Google is really good at, Google is really good at providing you numbers to think. Uh, it's, you know, it'll show you that first response. And that's pretty accurate a lot of times because it's actually going to a specific source. ChatGPT doesn't show its sources whenever it cites things a lot of times and might even use the phrase studies show, even though there's no actual studies that show that because it's predicting that in this string of words that the phrase studies show would just naturally appear there. And so that's wherever it gets kind of complicated. What I hope that Microsoft will do is pair a lot of the intelligence they already have built into Bing and use that as a wrapper to deploy ChatGPT because now you're really harnessing the power of that tool and using it in ways that it was designed for and ways that it's good at and not just trying to take this tool and turn it into a one-size-fits-all because that's not what it is yet. Another problem that ChatGPT is faced with is the fact that, like we've talked about in previous weeks, this thing can just write book reports for you. School systems like the New York City school system has already come out and said, you're not allowed to use chat GPT in anything to do with any schools anywhere in New York City. And that throws up all kinds of red flags because, as they quote said, this is a code red issue to ensure the survival of integrity in students' work. I, I think that's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. I, I understand where they're coming from. It's also interesting to note they only banned it on schools' campuses. They didn't say that students couldn't go home and access it. I, I think, you know, I, I would prefer something like a method wherever teachers instruct students on proper ways to use this. Because I think it's it reminds me a lot of the early days of Wikipedia and where students were told that, oh, Wikipedia is untrustworthy. Don't go there. It's you might as well be citing the bathroom wall. And that's just not true. 
especially now that Wikipedia is very good at things, it has limitations, and that it's a much better path forward to be able to talk about what can Wikipedia do well, what can it not do well, how can it aid you as a student or just you as a person in the world. And so this feels a little knee-jerky. I get that it's hard to do this well, and maybe New York City is afraid that the teachers just don't have the training on this yet because it is so new and so different. But I think that it's really going to become part of our lives. This is not going away. This is this is not Bitcoin. This is not cryptocurrency, which was a bubble, which was a flash in the pan. This is here to stay. And Microsoft investing in it and making it part of their core package really shows that this has legs. This will become part of life. You don't drop $10 billion on something if you're just going to try and make it go away. But another thing that's going on here, because not only will it write a, a book report or a term paper, but it can write computer code. And if you start asking it to write malicious code, if you start asking it to write malware or some ransomware or something like that, it can do it and has done it. That's the scary part is because it has some guardrails in place. And so if you just say, OK, chat GPT, write me one malware. It'll say, oh, you know, I, I don't do those sorts of things. I try and be a good, helpful robot. I don't want to contribute negatively to society. But there are ways that people have figured out to kind of get around those guardrails that are baked in. And also, it doesn't even have to be something as actively malicious as malware. It could be something like a phishing email. That one of the ways that you know, we've talked in the past about how do you spot phishing emails, one of the things that we talk about is look for mistakes look for like sentences that don't feel like natural english look for punctuation which is out of place because a lot of times those are written by people in other countries who english isn't their first language and so they don't really understand specifics of how a natural english speaker would communicate something and so it could just be a little red flag in the back of your head that says before i do anything else i'm going to investigate this a little more Something just feels off about this. Well, whenever you can have ChatGPT generate very natural, very clean, very precise English, that whole something doesn't quite shake right here, that goes away as a detector, and that could be really powerful to scammers. You have to wonder where this is going to go. I mean, your mind races and thinks, oh, well, sci-fi is really here now, and this this whole idea of the company OpenAI, they're not just some lab just kind of creating some software. This is a real business. And Microsoft having dropped $10 billion into it to buy 49% of the company, they now also are releasing a professional version of the chat GPT because they want to sell some of the capabilities that they can do to help people, not a student write a, a term paper, but if, if you're trying to write something that is, is going to help you at your job, help you do something for work or something professional that you're trying to create, here's a tool that's a whole lot better than buying something off of Google. Oh, absolutely. Your ability to maybe it took you two or three days to write this and now all of a sudden it takes you two or three hours and you can have it 
change a little bit every time. It's not going to, you can you know, give it different, a little different prompts and, you know, push it in one direction or another. And once you get good at playing with it, you can have it produce some moderately sophisticated work. Again, this work does still need to be reviewed by humans because ChatGPT can be wrong about a lot of things and it can be confidently wrong about a lot of things. But still, I would much rather have to just go back and review something and say, oh, no, because the Conan O'Brien played with it on his podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. It asked ChatGPT for a review and it said that it was a memoir and it said that Conan was divorced. And so... It's a podcast, not a memoir, and Conan is still very much in love with his first wife. And so it got those details wrong. But if you just change the word memoir to podcast and you talk, change the word divorce to marriage, the rest of it would have been a perfectly fine review. And so your ability to crank through things like this, you can do it a lot faster and you just a lot higher volume. And kind of staying with the Microsoft theme and kind of in the artificial intelligence world, Microsoft is also in the voice cloning business, if you will. They've got a program called Val-E, and it's designed for text-to-speech synthesis. They've been listening to English books, and they've had 7,000 different people who who've read these books online. But now they're saying that they can listen to three seconds of somebody speaking and clone this person's voice. This terrifies me. Very straightforward, truly directly to the point, I'm scared of this. Microsoft has created this technology and they need to destroy it because this is this is Jurassic Park. This is the dinosaur that's still inside the electric fence, but the raptor is poking at the at the barriers just to check the strength because if this were to ever get outside of microsoft if it were ever become in the public domain or even just one other person has the ability to on three seconds of audio clone someone's voice your ability to have that person say anything and say it naturally gives you capacity to create so much havoc and then once you start tying together different AIs, you take chat GPT, you train it on their speeches, things that they've said. For, for example, a politician, they have a lot of things they've said in public. You bring that in. You train this valley on their voice and you bring that in and their, their speech patterns. And then you take the dolly, which does the image generation, and you have it on of them speaking. And now all of a sudden, you can produce completely from nothing an entire speech of this person walking, talking, moving around, gesturing as they naturally would, saying things and doing things that they've never said or done. And the potential for this to go wrong is astronomical. This is hard to understate how devastating this could be if it got into the wrong hands. And Microsoft is promising this is never going to be released out in the wild. This is only just trying to help their voice recognition software for their using word when they, they bought that the voice recognition software. So you can just record instead of typing out something in word, you can just use the voice recognition and it will type that in. This goes way beyond that. Yes, this it scares me because the, you're. We're, if we as a society are not prepared for the things that are about to enter into society, this needs a lot of regulation. This needs all the brakes put on it. 
it just, I, oh, this, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, so this is going to be your generation's issue, not mine. Oh, no, this is going to be an issue much, much sooner than that. We want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the southeastern United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 180 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, program designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of business schools and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business strengths. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear this or previous episodes, check out our podcast. Available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Audible, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show or you have any suggestions, let us know on our website at www.techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.